Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. 1 through 3. Oh, the intensity is rising. The intensity is rising. Amen. We're not backing down. It's just getting started. We just turned on this oven. We just turned it on. This thing's going to get cranked up. Amen. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 3. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. Now, I want you to pull this out of this passage right here. It says the course, say course, the course of this world. That course is leading this area, this world to the pits of hell. Amen. There is a course of the world, say world, and it is evil. The enemy is the prince of the power of the air. The word spirit literally means wind or breath. The kingdom of darkness, I don't know if you know this or not, but it is spiritual. That's our battle, amen? The problem is people are giving in to their influence. Are you following me? There is a movement of evil on this earth from the kingdom of darkness. This evil world system has a flow to it. It has a flow. It's so bizarre to watch a, a huge group of people. It's so bizarre to watch adults, to watch mothers on that board. Be okay with that porn and trash. Back in the day, that, that would get child protective services called on them. Are you following me? God help us when we have mothers like that. By the way, happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Amen? You'll see why I chose this message in a moment for Mother's Day. It's like the unsaved. Have you noticed? It's like the unsaved and backslidden. It's like they're under a hypnotic sway. Amen? It's a hypnotic sway. They're under that evil influence, that evil demonic influence and flow. They buy into all the lies of the, of the propaganda on the news channels, all the propaganda on television. Do you realize something? The LGBTQRXTUVW, whatever it is. You understand, they're a very small percentage. But you want to know what makes them loud? Media. Media. Anything they say on the media, man, people are buying right into it and accepting it as normal. Accepting it as the standard. That evil world flow, a worldly flow, listen, will keep going and it will do what it does, promoting and advancing evil until someone is willing to stand up and disrupt the flow of evil on this earth. The title of this message is this, Disrupting the Flow of Evil. Disrupting the flow of evil. Disrupt means this. Ready? Disrupt means to interrupt by causing a disturbance. Now, what does interrupt mean? You ready for this? The word interrupt, oh, I like this. It means to stop the continuous progress of something. 
There is a flow to this world system. And we as Christians are the one that stand in the gap and disturb that flow. Throughout history, it always took a person or a group of people to rise up and stop the momentum of evil and to replace it with righteousness. Nothing will ever change on this earth until we as Christians get a righteous anger and we say, this is enough. This is ridiculous. I hear so many Christians saying that, but they're lazy. They don't do anything. Where are you? Jesus is counting on you. Amen. You watching. The Lord is counting on you as well. We need to stop tolerating evil. All it is is kitchen table talk. And then you walk out of the four walls of the house or this church and we do nothing. I've been getting messages left and right on Facebook of people saying, I have never heard a pastor in Carol speak like that to this evil. They said, thank you so much for standing up to it. And I'm not, if someone says, oh, he's just grandstanding. I don't care what you call it. I'm coming against it in the name of Jesus. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. I'll grandstand all day long with the word of God. Whatever you want to, you know, that word grandstand, it's all political. It's just a political term. Oh, you're grandstand. Don't bring me down to political. I'm I'm representing the Lord Jesus Christ. This has nothing to do with political. This is morality. Amen? This is protecting our children. You understand how much sex trafficking is going on even in this community? Do you know how many messages I see on the Carroll Community News page where it says, Be careful at Walmart. I see my daughter getting followed by some creeps. But yet we're allowing porn in the children's section in our library. We're feeding the beast. We're feeding the monster. Stop feeding the enemy. And we're going to stand in the gap. Amen? This situation with these pornographic books in the library, it must be challenged or it will remain or become normal. What we don't confront it will just be tolerated and in, in, in viewed as normal. I don't know about you, but not on my watch. Not on my watch, it's not going to be normal. That's why the preaching of the gospel must take place. Someone says, well, preaching's not going to do anything. No, I beg to differ because the Word of God says the, it's the foolishness of preaching that changes the hearts of people. Why? Because when you preach the Word, the Holy Spirit is getting a hold of their heart. Some people say, we'll never win that battle. But with God on our side, all things are possible. I got one thing, one example to show you. Who here thought that our uh, Roe v. Wade would ever be overturned? And it has been. Whoever thought? You never thought it would. You hoped it did. But who ever would have thought that? Yeah. Wow. Well, praise God for her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, here's the deal. So, the reason these evil leaders at the library go along with it because they're under the flow or the course of this evil world system. Satan has blinded their hearts and minds. Uh, I was told that out of the uh, 
I don't know, what is it, six or eight people on there, that there are some Christians on there. <laughs> because, because a Christian would never, never approve of that. Amen? When we show up to the meetings to rebuke and speak the Word of God, listen, we are stepping in to disrupt the flow with the truth of God's Word. We are standing against the demonic current that's coming forth from that trash. We are sowing the Word of God in their heart. Listen, we are offending them with the truth of God's Word. Did you see the looks on some of their faces? Oh, I was getting eye rolls. I was getting uh, eyelashes, man, bad at me. And I almost fell over because the wind from those eyelashes were... I mean, my goodness. But listen, offending people is not a bad thing when it's done with the truth of God's Word. Offending people is needful. The Word of God combined with the Holy Spirit, it causes... Here's what it does. When you offend someone, you want to know what it does? It causes them to stop in their tracks. Remember, remember, they're in the flow of that world. They're in the flow of the world system. But when a a, a Christian, when a pastor steps in and says, you fools, what are you doing? What kind of mother would do this? It makes them say, now, they're not going to show it. They're not going to show it. Of course, they're going to look all prideful, right? But I guarantee you, they wanted to crawl under those tables. So it made them stop in their thought life. It made them stop and think, oh my goodness, what, what am I doing? It stops the flow, that evil flow. Offending people with the truth, it's disrupting the flow of that evil. It's standing in the gap. It's pushing back evil and the kingdom of darkness. Listen to this. Parents, fathers, and mothers... You are expected by God to be the disruptor of evil in your children's life. You are the first line of defense. It's not me, the pastor. Parents, it's your responsibility. You're the first line of defense to stop the flow of evil in your children's lives. No matter, listen to me, no matter what age they are. You are expected to be a disruptor of evil and stand in the gap for your family. Now, of course, when they become adults, you, obviously you can't control what they do when they become adults, but you can constantly confront them with the truth of God's Word. If you say nothing, guess what they're going to do? The default is they're always going to go in line with the sin. They're always going to stay in the river, the flow of this evil world system, until mom and dad come along and say, Son, daughter, what are you doing? You are living a cursed life without the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like spiritual smelling salts to them. Listen, listen, and don't look for a reaction from them. Just like these lovely ladies from the library. Don't look for a reaction. Don't, you know, come on. Don't look for a reaction. You do what you're supposed to do and speak truth to your children. No matter, again, no matter what age, don't ever be silent. Listen, for the sake of peace. Because God is expecting you as their parents to disrupt the flow and plant uh, and water seeds of his word. Go to Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. All the, all the kids and adult kids in here are squirming in their seats. I can see it right now. 
Uh, but uh, truth is truth. Amen? Amen. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Proverbs twenty nine seventeen. And it says this. Correct your son or your children, okay? Correct your son and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. So parents, listen, correct or discipline your children. You need to correct and discipline your children. And here's what's going on. Are you ready? That correcting, that disciplining is a disruption of the flow of evil towards disrespect toward you, God, and his word. That's a correcting. When I was a pilot, when, when the air traffic control said, correct your course, turn 20 degrees uh, to the right, it changed my whole destination. When you speak, when you are trying to correct your children, you are correcting the direction of their life to the proper destination. Are you following me? Correcting means a shift to the, uh, to the current direction or the flow, okay? Proverbs, by the way, has so much to say about discipline and the important role in it. It plays in the life of a child in their spiritual development. Many parents, I'm just riding the parent thing for a minute. I'll be off of it in a minute. Just soak in what I'm saying. Many parents are afraid to discipline their children, but, but a lack of it is why this generation is an absolute mess right now. Listen to this. When I was younger, I got spankings when I was younger. And because of those spankings, I suffer from something horrible. It's called respect. Are you following me? I suffer from respect. No, thank you. Respect toward God and respect toward people. It's a horrible condition, y'all. Now, here, listen to me. I'm not talking about physical abuse, all right? I'm talking about discipline and correction, not out of unrestrained anger. In fact, parent, if you're horrible, if you have an anger issue, you better not be touching that kid while you're angry. You better go take a time out yourself before you correct them. Are you following me? But, but the correction and the discipline is out of love and care for your child, all right? Spanking, by the way, the Word of God talks about it. Don't spare the rod. Why do you think the enemy has stepped in and tried to get parents in trouble for doing it? Because it works. It works. Amen? Especially when timeouts just aren't messing, uh, you know, cutting it. Say timeouts. Parents, I want to show you a passage here of instruction that the Word of God talks about that will help you disrupt the flow of evil. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And then I'll stop meddling. (laughs) Deuteronomy 6, verse 1, we'll start at here. So how are we as parents then supposed to step in and cut the flow of this evil? Here we go. Now, so it's Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments with which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord or reverence, respect the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life. 
and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that it may be uh, that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words I command you today today shall be in your heart. Here it is. Are you ready? For you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lay down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So the Word of God needs to be spoken and taught continually. If it's not, the flow of evil is going to continue. Are you following me? Here we go. Diligently. What does the word diligently mean? Diligently means uh, it's teaching your children the word of God on a regular basis that's disrupting that evil. It's defined as this. Having or showing care or conscientiousness of one's work or duties. It literally means this. Having an awareness and taking care. Are you ready? Of each issue. You don't let one issue, one thing that's wrong, slide. You're diligently working out each issue. Oh, it's getting mighty quiet in this Methodist church this morning. (laughs) Parents, listen to me. You need discernment. Listen, who your child is even hanging out with. Because the wrong friends will take them to all man will take them down the wrong and dangerous road. There are children that are dead today because they hooked up with the wrong people, the wrong friends, and they got into drugs, they got into drinking. Are you following me? To be a disruptor uh, of evil in your child's life, you need to be involved with all the important details of your children's life. Now, I know what some parents are thinking right now. You're saying, but that's a lot of work. Guess what? Welcome to parenthood. Welcome to parenthood, you lazy thing. Are you following me? It is our responsibility. God takes it seriously and we should too. Our Heavenly Father, I'll move on. Our Heavenly Father is seeking and looking for His people that are willing to boldly declare, I have had enough of this in our society, enough of the evil in our community, enough of the evil in our schools. And I'll tell you right now, the Holy Spirit showed me, He said, if my people will rise up and start to disrupt the flow of evil, there is a fresh anointing that will come upon them. We are soldiers for Christ. You know what a soldier is? A disruptor. A soldier is a disruptor. Amen? Satan and the entire kingdom of darkness is fine. They're really content with the anointing, with the glory of God, with the word of God, as long as it stays within these four walls. They're all right with it. They're all right with it if we just want to make this a country club atmosphere. And then when you leave this building, just forget everything that Pastor James said. Just forget everything. Forget the the encounter and the presence and glory of God. Just don't take it with you. Here we go. Jesus Christ was a disruptor of evil and the kingdom of darkness, and he's our greatest example. Amen? 1 John 3, 8 declares this. 
that Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. He, oh, come on. He was manifested to destroy, to cut off, to sever, to stop the flow of Satan's kingdom. Jesus stood in the gap and he said, that's enough, devil. Are you hearing me? Everywhere he went in his earthly ministry, he severed and stopped the flow of evil. He stopped the flow of death. Uh, You know, he ruined funerals. He even ruined funerals. Sickness, disease in people's bodies. He stepped in. He said, no devil, no way. I'm stopping that flow. And guess what? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still doing it. And we as, as Christians, as his ambassadors, his representatives, we are expected to push forward with that mission. Go to Matthew 21. Check this out. Some of y'all are still stuck on the fact that I stood on the pew this morning. Move on. I, I'm not your standard pastor. I will do things just to I will do things just to offend people who have religious spirit. Are you following me? I will do something. I will say something that will just mess you up. Now, Matthew 21, verse 12. Look at this. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple where he just flipped the tables. And he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Oh, dead religion is a horrible thing. And said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to him, yes, have you never read that out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise? (laughs) See, the purpose of the temple was being disrespected and perverted. And Jesus was upset about it. Let me tell you something. We seem to compartmentalize our life, right? There's some, some, of y'all, some of y'all think, some Christians think that this is just church. And then there's my secular job. And, and then there's the library. Then there's, then there's the courthouse. Like it's all separate, but it's not. Let me remind you of something. God needs to be involved in every area. I think people forget that. And when people forget about that, that's when we're looked at as fools for what we're doing. Are you following me? But you've got to remember, God created us. And we are to flow in His purpose. Amen? So the flow of of the evil world system crept into the temple. And Jesus disrupted the flow. The evil world system has crept into our library. And I'm stepping in. We are stepping in to stop the flow of evil. Are you following me? After Jesus flipped the table, I just love that. After he flipped the tables, he had a healing service. Don't you? Aren't you just in love with Jesus today? Isn't he good? 
Oh, why those that are stuck in the dead religion are all mad and upset. Now, go to Matthew chapter 9. Oh, it's so good. (sighs) What a love story. Amen. So good. Now, Matthew 9, 35. Look at this. My point is Jesus was a disruptor of evil. Matthew 9.35 says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus, he went about everywhere. Everywhere Jesus went in his earthly ministry, he was disrupting the kingdom of darkness. And he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Listen, every time you pray, Every time you obey the Word of God, every time you obey an instruction from the Holy Ghost, every time you pray for the sick, every demon you cast out, you are disrupting the kingdom of darkness. You are putting a major dent in Satan's kingdom. You are putting a kink in the hose of the flow of evil. Listen, you haven't seen anything yet with what's going to happen in this area. Unless we step in, unless we act, unless we speak, nothing changes. Always remember this. When you are a disruptor of the flow of evil of this world system, all the the unsaved and, you got to put them in here too, all the backslidden. They they will always make us look like the haters. You should look at on that that video that has 50,000 comments. You know, most of the people are, of course, like, go, go, pastor, yes, amen, amen. But then you got those ones that are like, oh, this is the guy who's grooming people. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So you're okay with these pictures in a, in a library. Is that what you're saying? Wow. Just some of the, you know, it's just crazy. Well, I agree. It's not that I agree that they're in there, but this guy shouldn't have been the one that spoke. Well, then you get up. You get up. You do it. Amen. John 15. And I don't care what they say. I'm going to keep going anyway. So they're just wasting their breath. Now, let them go. You know, I love controversy. I do. I love it. I love it. I love stirring the hornet's nest when it comes to righteousness. I'm not, I'm not going to back down to it. Amen. I love it. This is great. Amen. Amen. Now look at this. John 15, 18 through 21. If the world hates you, Jesus said, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, guess what? The world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said unto you, a servant... That's us. Is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. The only way someone can be upset about us taking a stand against this, because they don't know God. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can call yourself a Christian all you want. But if you're going to if you're going to accept this kind of stuff and all this other sin, I call BS. 
Brown sugar. I call brown sugar on you. Amen. Now, so here's the deal. So we need to arm our thought life knowing that persecution is going to come when we go against the flow of the world. Now, here's what I want to tell you. You ready for this? You want want a, a flight lesson here from the flight instructor? On jets, there's a little thing on the wings called spoilers. Say spoilers. Now, they're spoilers, and those are on top of the wings, and they're used to disrupt the flow that's going over top of the wings. And it causes drag, and it slows the airplane down in the air. You could also say they're called air brakes, all right? They're also used to slow the jet down when the, when the wheels touch the runway. It's used to slow the plane down on the landing roll. Are you getting this? <laughs> Listen, there are three positions for the lever of the spoilers. There's up, down, and armed. Up, down, and armed. The Holy Spirit brought this to me when I was writing this. When the spoilers are in the armed position, it means this. When the wheels hit the runway, the spoilers automatically come up without you touching the button. They're armed. Say armed. We as Christians, when we're out and about and we're confronting evil, we need to be armed in our thought life that persecution's going to come. Just be ready for it. Just expect it. Amen? In fact, Jesus said, you and I are blessed when we're persecuted for truth. Amen? So we need to, uh, don't be shaken. Don't be shaken. Don't be caught off guard when it comes. Don't be discouraged. Jesus said it's going to happen. Amen? So many Christians, here's what happens. Many Christians are not armed in their thought life. And when it happens, they get scared away from boldly standing up against evil. That's what happens. And they end up going off the end of the runway because they didn't put the spoilers up to slow it down on the runway. They overrun the runway. Amen? And here's what's going on with the world. Here's something with the spoilers. They are speeding toward hell and the lake of fire. But when we step in and we put those spoilers up, we disrupt the flow. It causes them to slow down and have an opportunity to get born again. It gives them an opportunity to have a change of heart. The world will hate us. Just accept it. If you're going to live godly on this earth, you're going to have persecution. In fact, if you have no persecution, I would say, are you walking in the same direction as the devil? Because if you're going against the flow, you're going to have persecution. Amen? Some people have have an attitude and hate us for taking the stand against all this stuff. But they're in deep, deep darkness. Are you really going to let someone who's in deep, 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 deep darkness shut your mouth from talking about Christ? It's mind-blowing that we're hated for this. But it, this, this is where we're at. This, welcome to the end times. We, I have seen so many believers back down from a fight because they feel that pressure spiritually. And let me tell you something. There is a real pressure on it. You start to feel it. But you know what you start to feel as well? The anointing of the Holy Ghost rise up when you step in. You feel the boldness of the Holy Ghost. You ever, anybody ever felt that? Where you were a little nervous going into the lion's den. But when you got up to act or speak against evil, man, you felt 
a boldness. In fact, you couldn't stop talking because you were so bold about it. Amen? That was the Holy Ghost rising to the occasion. That was the Holy Ghost saying this, thank you very much. That's when you... Give your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. That's the Holy Spirit rising up and say, thank you, James, for putting yourself in front of this, uh, this pulpit here at the library. I'll take over now. And I'll tell you, when I started speaking, I felt a boldness and words came out. I had little points on paper, but I felt a boldness come upon me that was otherworldly. It was the Holy Ghost. And probably all the people that got up and spoke too. Felt the same thing from living waters here. Amen. So, but here's what you need to do. You must be so convinced that your moral compass is aligned properly. You, you need a deep conviction on the inside in your heart to be able to do that. Do you have it? Have you seen enough yet? I have the, I have a board in my office that what a person from the, uh, an activist, uh, a brother in the Lord, let me borrow. It's a poster board that has pictures. It's filled with pornography, pornographic pictures that are in those children's books. It's in my office right now. I'm halfway tempted to have someone go get it and me standing like this and say, are you okay with this? I showed the men's ministry. I showed guys in the men's ministry yesterday and they said, I can't even believe it. There's people that are commenting against the video and they're saying, I don't believe that's even in there. They said, I don't believe that's in there. Well, have you watched the news? It was even on WNEM News, the whole battle for this. See, this is how blind people are. Trust me. If I, in fact, one person yesterday at the men's ministry said, said if I came home with a book like that, my, my wife would say, what the heck are you doing with that? That's how graphic it is. And this is what we're try, trying to fill our minds with. You know, and, then, and then someone else commented, well, you guys are bringing all this attention to it. If you guys would just shut up about it, how stupid can you be and still breathe? How stupid can you be and still breathe? Come on, somebody. That's ridiculous. You know, humans can say the dumbest things. I just can't even believe it. See, that's why people don't like me too much, because I'll say it. I'll say what they're thinking. I'm just bold enough to say what they're thinking. Amen? I love you too, brother. Hallelujah. But the Word of God is full. I'm almost done. The Word of God is full of believers that are disrupting the flow of evil. The prophets were disruptors of of evil with the Word of God. John the Baptist confronted Herod's sin, did he? Elijah confronted the false prophets of of Baal. The prophet Nathan confronted David's sin. In fact, go with me to 2 Samuel. Let me show you something. 2 Samuel. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. All right, great. Just sit back, relax. Anybody need popcorn out there tonight? Second Samuel 12. Hallelujah. Oh, this area hasn't seen anything like this before. We're, we're bringing it. We're bringing the heat, baby. We're bringing it. Second Samuel 12. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David. And he came to him and said to him, 
There were two men in one city, and one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had brought or bought and, and nourished. And it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate in his own, uh, it ate of his own food and drank his own cup and lay in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had just come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing. And because he had no pity. Here we go. You ready for this bomb to drop here? Then Nathan said to David, you are this man. Can you imagine getting that word? (laughs) Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that been too little, I, I would have... Uh, given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, therefore, listen to this. This is my goodness. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me. And if this is against David, King David, despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house and will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. And he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the son. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. I would say that bring me to repentance, wouldn't it you? And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house. There is one thing. The Holy Spirit pulled something out of this account to me. Ready for this? There is one thing that needs to remain constant in the body of Christ, and it's this. There must be no partiality in the body of Christ. Partiality. What if Nathan would have said, oh, no, no, that's King David. I'm not going to do that. That's King David. I'm I'm, I'm just going to stay away from that. No, no, no. He had to obey the word of the Lord. Can you imagine that? Partiality will cause evil to be overlooked and continue. Now, many of you know uh, about what happened at Hillsong Church. Everybody know what happened there? The pastor of Hillsong in New York, right? I mean, this guy was, was gangbanging around with, with celebrities, and he kind of got this celebrity mentality, and he ended up cheating on his wife. People knew what was going on and didn't confront him. Why? Because of partiality. That's pastor. Are you following me? There cannot be partiality in the body of Christ. I love you, but if there's something wrong, I'm coming to you. Why? Because I love you guys. Are you following me? But can you imagine how hard that must have been for Nathan to confront him? 
Uh, you see, unrepentant sin does not get overlooked by God. There are consequences. You know, sin, we, we would look at sin a little differently if uh, the wages were due right upon, right upon after we do it. But the problem is there's pleasure in sin for a season. So it's very deceiving. Sin is very deceiving. Amen? The other thing the Holy Spirit brought out, there will be times that the Holy Spirit will allow you and me to see a sin in a person's life and put it upon our heart to confront them. The Holy Spirit may call on you, here's what you're doing, to be a disruptor between that person and their sin. Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. Yes, we are. The only way we're going to shift this generation is by preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the full word of God, and being an example. Amen? The evil world system is constantly trying to normalize and desensitize sin, like I talked about earlier, homosexuality, transgenderism, pornography, abortion, and the list goes on and on. It's all a desens- trying to desensitize you to it, you know? To the point where you, you turn on a show, you see two girls or two guys kissing. You know, now Christians are just like, eh, well, whatever. It shouldn't be like that. The enemy's trying to take mankind deeper and deeper into filth, deeper and deeper into confusion. The country really started to take a deep dive into evil. Are you ready for this? When prayer and the word of God were taken out of public schools. When they were taken out of government. Why? Why? Because the enemy wants those things out of society. You want to know why? Because the word of God and prayer are this. Disruptors of the evil flow. Say disruptors. Say I'm a disruptor. Both of those things are disruptors of evil. And that's why the enemy fights so hard against Christians and getting out. Oh, Lord, give us revelation today. Give us revelation of how powerful your word is, how powerful prayer is. The word of God in prayer changes hearts. It aligns the moral compass in our heart. Amen? There, there is, when there is no compass, people get lost. When there is no moral compass, people get lost. Amen? Too many people. There are no absolutes when it comes to evil. Hey, if it feels good to your flesh, it's okay. It's good to you. If it doesn't feel good, well, that's what you believe. No, there are absolutes, and they're found right here in the living Word of God. Amen? If a boy feels like identifying like a girl, sure, why not? Oh, you feel like identifying today because you want to go into the girls' bathroom? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you feel like being a furry today. You want to dress up as a cat. Here's a litter box for you when you got to go to the bathroom. This is what's happening at our schools. It will never be normal, and we're going to make sure of that. You know, if you don't believe life begins at conception, eh, eh, go ahead and have an abortion. Uh, Absolute facts and truth are ignored in this generation. And we need to get into the Word. That's why we need to renew our mind with the Word of God, because here's what's happening. Because when we go out on our secular jobs and we, we go out into the world, we got to come back in and flush the toilet of our minds with the Word of God. 
We need to flush our minds. Amen? The early church in the book of Acts were disruptors of evil. The apostle Paul was a disruptor of evil. Great men and women of God were willing to rise up, stand in the gap, and take persecution to be a disruptor of evil. We must understand this. When we take a stand against evil, again, the Holy Spirit desires to get in that. Many of you are saying the Christian life is boring. I say, come on, join us, army. I'm ra- we're raising up an army here. Amen? We're raising up an army. If you want to be right in the middle of the will of God, you want to know where you need to be? Stop the flow of evil. Stop and disrupt the flow of evil. You can make a difference. You can turn lives around. The Holy Spirit will use you and I to make a shift in this generation. You need to live like they're going to write history books about you. Are you following me? We need to go out and make history as we advance the kingdom of God. It's time that we rise up and be an ambassador of light in this dark and evil world for Jesus Christ. Be a true soldier of Jesus Christ and disrupt the flow of evil. Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Prayer team, come forward. Come right to this altar. Now, if there's anybody in this place, you said, wow, I'm one of those. I'm one of those individuals that's in the flow of this evil world system. And I didn't even realize it until I heard this message today. And you say, I want to get born again. I want to rededicate my life. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar. Do it right now. Don't wait. Get out of that pew. Come to one of these prayer team members and they will lead you through a prayer to get born again, to rededicate your life. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit baptism. If you're going to be a disruptor of evil, you need the Holy Ghost baptism. If you have never received the Holy Spirit baptism, you need to come up and pray with them to receive. Amen? If you need a healing, you need a miracle, you need any a prayer for anything, they will hang around as long as it takes. But here, I also want to tell you something. Right on the back table back there, you'll see bottles. Take one of these. This is a... Uh, a to raise money for positive alternatives. They come against abortion. They're saving lives. Are you following me? So from Mother's Day to Father's Day, take this home and throw change in it, throw $100 bills in it, do whatever you can do to support positive alternatives. Amen? So do that. But um, also, I really have it upon my heart. If anybody, we got to activate, just like like, you know, governors activate the National Guard. I'm activating our evangelism team. I'm activating our evangelism team. If anybody wants to come, and and we're going to be at the corners uh, in front of the courthouse. Let's go on the sidewalks by the strand at the intersection. We're going to go, we're going to hold signs, and we're going to talk to people. We're going to advance the gospel. So if anybody wants to do that, all the evangelism team, if you have time, you want to spend time doing that with us, come and see me. Amen? It's time to activate the soldiers of Christ. Hallelujah. Well... Did you get anything out of this? I believe there was an impartation of boldness that came upon everybody who heard this today. Amen? Amen. And if not, you were sleeping. Come on, somebody. Now, all right, everyone, have a great day. Come on back next week. We have something going Tuesday through Saturday. If you're a first-time visitor, you'll see a card in front of you. Fill it out. Put it in the suggestion box. Yes, we do take suggestions. Will we always do it? No, but put it in there anyways. All right. Love you all. God bless you. Have a great day. And let's stop, disrupt the flow of evil in this region. Hallelujah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.